This episode is brought to you by Flamingo. They design tools for the parts of your personal care routine that don't get a lot of prime time attention. We'll explain more in a bit, but first, let's get into the episode. Welcome to After Five-ish, a bonus series where we take a break from our regularly scheduled show for quick chats with pros who can help you live a smarter work life. You ever meet somebody in passing or hear of someone and think, I wish I could ask them about their job? Us too. With After Five-ish, we're calling those people up to get the best bits of career advice they can share. Okay, on to the show. Today, our guest is Anna Wesch. She is the brains behind a new podcast from Flamingo, an award-winning body, hair, and care brand whose mission is to champion women, their bodies, and their choices. The podcast, Unruly, highlights the under-discussed ways society polices women's bodies. Anna, we're excited to chat with you today. Welcome to 9 to 5-ish. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. So before we get into the conversation, we like to do a warm-up, which we call the lightning round. So quick questions, quick answers. You ready? Sounds good. First job you got paid for? Johnson's Ice Cream Shop, Napoleon, Ohio. What was your favorite flavor? I think I was I was definitely really into the Oreo Flurries, which is basically a blizzard from Dairy Queen. But yeah, I would take one of those any day. What is the one product you can't live without? Probably chapstick. Just oh. normal classic chapstick. Not flavored? Just no, like the plain? just the classic. My dad always used the classic chapstick. And like that, I can like associate that like scent with him, which is funny. Oh, I love that. What is the, or is there like a biggest mistake people make when they're shaving? Pressing too hard. You really don't have to press that hard. I think people think that it will make the haircut shorter, but really when you're doing that, you're just dulling the blade for no reason and more likely to cut yourself, which is a bummer, obviously. <laughs> shaving cream, yes or no? Yes, definitely. We have a foaming shave gel that genuinely, when I've sent it to friends, they're like, oh, this is actually really good. And they wouldn't lie to me about it. So I feel confident saying that. What's your favorite place to travel? I really love going to Arizona. We went there back in April and it's so different from, I live in Fort Greene in Brooklyn. So it's just a totally different environment. And it's nice to kind of be like jarred back to life in a new space. One person you'd have at a dinner party, living or dead? <laughs> I think I'd pick Mary Shelley, who wrote Frankenstein, because I bet she's just kind of, she would just be like a really gnarly individual to have a conversation with. <laughs> would you send, would you seat her next to you? Yeah, I think I'd want her next to me. What's one word you use to describe your working style? Fluid. How do you relax? What I do is I do those adult paint by numbers. And then I listen to investigative podcasts and I could do that all day long. What is your favorite investigative podcast? Because I need a recommendation. Into the Dark is very good. They have two seasons. What was the first season? The first season was about somewhere. It was either Minnesota or Wisconsin. Like a young boy disappeared like in the 60s or 70s. And that was actually not the first one I listened to. I listened to... The second season, which was about a black man who had been falsely accused of murdering a couple people at like a furniture store in the South and actually was part of the curriculum for my journalism school. 
investigative journalism class. And we were supposed to only listen to one episode like a week. And I listened to probably three of them each week. But it's it's so good. That's a good segue. So let's talk about your career and let's talk about the pandemic. I feel like everyone had just really weird moments in the pandemic. Collectively, I feel like as a society, we need some more distance from it. But everyone kind of had this moment of being like, where do I want to be? And what was my life like before? How did that look for you? Yeah, I think that's definitely when I really reflected on where I was and what I wanted to do. I started off in fashion and at the time I really loved it. I was doing social media and influencer marketing and it was so like fast paced and trendy. And I think from the outside, like the the fashion industry is really chic and shiny and kind of mysterious. But for me, around the time of the pandemic, it started to feel very surface level as in like you're here to sell clothes and accessories. And that just wasn't enough to get me out of bed in the morning. I kind of call it the struggle between capitalism and activism. And I knew I either needed the latter or more of a combination of the two. And so that's kind of when I decided I would go back to school. I went back to grad school in September of 2020, which was a wild time to be going back to school in the middle of the pandemic. But it was such a great decision. And what made you go back into journalism? And I I asked that when I feel like a lot of times people look at like getting an MBA, right? There's a lot of hot takes. Is it worth it? Is it not? Does it pay off? For you going from fashion to to J school, how did you think about that decision? Yeah. So in undergrad, I had actually studied creative writing and film and media studies. And so I had a bit of a background in writing and kind of creating things to tell stories. But what I really wanted to do was find a way to just do it even better. I've always been passionate about the news and women's issues in particular. And a lot of that comes from, I grew up in a small town in Ohio and was pretty sheltered and didn't really encounter a lot of these like what I'll call world issues until I went to college and then kind of looked around and I thought, why didn't anyone talk to me about this? So from there, I think it just became a focal point of sorts where I insisted upon knowing everything there was to know about the news and women's issues. And I wanted everyone else to know about them too. I kind of came to this like crossroads in the pandemic where I was like, I I needed that passion to be more reflected in my career. And of course I was worried like any experience I had prior to that would be completely irrelevant. (laughs) So that's, that was probably the scariest thing. But I thought that journalism in particular, one was something I was really interested in and two would really bring any type of storytelling abilities I had to another level. And I think my dad would have loved if I had gone and gotten my MBA, but I loved journalism school. (laughs) At The Skim, we've been making it easier to live smarter for over a decade. And as part of that, we get to hear a lot about products that would make it easier for women to do what they need to do in the time that they have. Flamingo is an award-winning body hair and care brand that has spent years listening to the nuances of women's personal care routines to develop better products with women's bodies in mind. Case in point, Flamingo's razors have five ultra-thin blades, glide strips with aloe and shea butter, and an ergonomic handle with no-slip grip. They also have a flexible hinge that hugs every curve. 
These are all things that make sense for women's bodies. Plus, Lemingo sets aside 1% of all sales to support nonprofit organizations, working to ensure women build healthy relationships with their bodies. Learn more at shopflamingo.com. That's shopflamingo.com for more information. Spelled S-H-O-P-F-L-A-M-I-N-G-O.com. Okay, so you make the decision to go to J school, which is a pivotal moment. You then have to make a choice on what you're going to do with that. So how do you decide then to look for a company that aligned with the values and career direction that you talked about? And also that ends up being a brand. When I decided to go back to school, I was still working full time at my job in the fashion industry. So I was working full time, going to classes like three hours, two to three nights a week. And I really never planned to make any decisions about my career until I graduated because I wanted to see what clicked for me in school, like what classes I was particularly interested in and so forth. So I had, prior to graduation, I had moved from my role in the fashion industry over to another brand at Harry's Inc. Harry's Inc. owns Flamingo. And I was still focusing on social media and influencer marketing. I hadn't really gotten out of that space yet. But about a month or two before graduation, I became aware of an opportunity at Flamingo that was like really rooted in telling women's stories. And it was such a great opportunity, one, because Flamingo is still a really young brand. We just celebrated our five-year anniversary. So there was a lot of room for more storytelling. And I don't even think that they'd really taken advantage of like what they had at that time. And so there was so much space for me to like grow and do what I wanted with it. And all I had to do was kind of say yes. And I mean, it's very different that there's a brand, a shaving brand that is now launching a podcast, its first ever podcast about women's bodies. How did that idea come to life? Yeah. So (laughs) I'm actually really lucky. The women I work with are just as interested in women's issues and the news as I am. And we regularly are swapping articles like on our Slack channel. So talking about those types of things was never really out of the ordinary. But I remember specifically, I was on a plane going home for 4th of July. And I was texting my boss and just kind of spitballing ideas. Like we knew we wanted to do this new content channel. We just like weren't sure what it was yet. And I said, just randomly, what if we made a podcast about how women's athletic uniforms are regulated? And then we just sort of kept going from there. She was really into the idea. And then I lost service on the plane. So I was writing all these things in my notes app and like not getting feedback from her and kind of like developed a lot of the premise of the podcast, like while I was on the plane. And it just took off from there. And I found that I was more interested in these sneaky ways that women's bodies were being regulated, kind of those ways we aren't really conditioned to notice. And sort of similar to that moment I had in college where I thought, like, why aren't people talking about this? I started digging and like more and more and finding these additional regulations and how they were entrenched in our everyday lives and just kind of thought, why aren't people talking about this all the time? Are there any particular episodes that you're really excited about? Yes, I am very excited about a couple. So we are doing an episode on wellness capitalism, which is really fascinating. Jessica Tofino, she writes the Substack, The Unpublishable. And in our uh, conversation with her, she 
really talks about the similarities between diet culture and beauty culture, which is a comparison that was really interesting to me. And a couple of weeks after that, we'll hear from Dr. Marcia Inhorn, and she's done a lot of studies on the history of egg freezing. So we talk about the stigmas around egg freezing. I remember when <laughs> when we got that draft for that episode, I started listening to it while I was walking to one of my workout classes. And I ended up being like so incredibly late to the class because I was on the sidewalk with like basically my mouth hanging open, hearing her talk about all of these things that I had no idea about. And, and I think that episode in particular will be really enlightening for women I think like who are in what are considered their childbearing years, because I think we don't really learn a whole lot about our fertility in general until we get to this point where we're like, wow, I don't know anything about it. How has working on Unruly made you feel more motivated at work? Yeah, I feel more motivated to just build more content for the brand and like continue amplifying women's voices in general. I'm really lucky that Flamingo is a place and a brand that's willing, they have a genuine willingness to be a platform for activism. And I think by being here, like I have the opportunity to find new channels to reach larger audiences and getting unruly off the ground really motivates me to like keep on providing that information that like we're addressing in the podcast itself because it's just so important. Last question. Who's someone else we should have on the show? She's going to laugh when she hears me say this, but Zoe Silber. She is someone I met through work and she is just absolutely killing it when it comes to juggling all of these freelance positions. She's the one who made me think, wow, I guess freelancing really is a thing you can do. She's a brand consultant and I have learned so much from her and I think she should be giving advice to everyone who's interested in doing that. Anna, congratulations on Unruly. Everyone check it out. And thanks for coming on 9 to 5-ish. Thank you so much. Thanks for listening to this episode of 9 to 5-ish with The Skim. A new episode will be in your feed again next Wednesday. And if you want to keep up with us in between episodes, follow us on Instagram at Carly and Danielle. It's a really good account, I promise. <laughs>